and what can happen when people get organized and use their right to vote. On Thursday, Marcelo Matenas was declared the winner in a hotly contested race for Assembly District 51 in Sunset Park in Red Hook. She defeated Felix Ortiz, a 26-year incumbent and assistant speaker of the New York State Assembly. Matenas is a Peruvian-born immigrant who became a tenant organizer after her family was evicted from its home about 15 years ago by a predatory landlord. She is also a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Marcella, welcome to the WBAI Evening News. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here with you. Great. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, there's so much work that goes into a campaign, both with you as the candidate and all the staff and volunteers. Uh, what did it feel like uh, the moment you learned that you had, uh, in fact, uh, won the race? I was in shock. Um, this whole issue of counting absentee ballots was nerve-wracking enough. Um, we had caught up um, to the lead that the incumbent had had us on Election Day, and then we, we moved into the lead. But there were still a 1,000 ballots that were... Um, invalidated by the Board of Elections, and that potentially could have been a site that if he, if the incumbent chose to continue, plus an additional 500 affidavit ballots. So despite my team being like super excited and wanting to call the election on the inside with our group, I was still telling them to hold on. There was stuff that was going to, you know, we still had all these other ballots and we didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, between then and now, I've been back at work full time. So about an hour later, um, while I was on a conference call, my team was trying to contact me because we heard that the um, incumbent had conceded. So again, we were literally getting prepared to wait for like another week before we actually knew the results. So it came as a really big surprise. Okay, well, congratulations on that. Uh, and looking back at your uh, campaign and how it was organized, uh, what do you think y'all did that was uh, so successful that enabled y'all to uh, defeat uh, someone who had been in office for, for so long and was uh, really a power broker in Albany? I think it really was like the years of, of work that I had put into this community and the relationships that I had built over that over that span of time that really was a difference. We already had a base to kind of like reignite. And I think that people really resonated with our message, really resonated with, you know, this idea of putting people before profits. And I think that the um, this pandemic really also shifted the way people thought and, you know, the experiences that they've been going through really, really pushed for the change that they wanted. Um, and I think that we're starting to see it, not just here, but like in other races as they're starting to 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 actually identify who the winners are. Okay, and the the state legislature uh, convened back into session today. Uh, there's a lot on the agenda, in, uh, including the situation with uh, tenants uh, here in New York City and elsewhere in the state that are at risk of uh, eviction uh, due to the pandemic and and loss of uh, employment and wages. What would you like to see the state legislature do to address this situation, uh, given your long history as a tenant organizer? I think the, the first thing that we need to do is, you know, they're talking about opening up the courts. That can't happen. I think people are, every month that goes by, they're getting deeper and deeper in debt because they, they don't have the money for the rent. You're so referring to the housing court? Suspension. Correct. Housing court needs to just be <laughs> shut down 
for now, I think it's 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 very ironic that they're willing to open up restaurants and bars and people that have money can 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 do business, but they're not they're not allowing them inside. But yet, you want to let brown and black people that are predominantly pulled into housing court, you know that it's okay to it's okay to expose them. So I think that people are really starting to see the difference in the way our government works and really wanting to push for the difference. But I think the other really, really big thing to understand is that we need to suspend rent, cancel it completely, because folks don't have money. Um, you need to do it at least for the duration of the pandemic, and probably we need to look at it more after. So a, a complete uh, forgiveness of debt rent. Um, we need to uh, pass a good cause eviction bill, because there's thousands and thousands of tenants right now that don't have basic tenant protections. We need to make sure we're investing in social housing and we need to make sure we're housing the homeless. How can someone quarantine if they don't have a home? And in the meantime, we've got shelters that are at capacity and we've got people on the street that have no type of, of protection and are probably being exposed. And, you know, at that rate, also just sharing, you know, also helping to pass along, you know, this mm-hmm. COVID. And so we have to we have to really think about how we're going to protect people and just there's such a rush for our government to open back up because of the um, economic hit that we're that we're that we're experiencing. But we also need to understand that there's a cost coming to that. And so there everyone sure deserves is. a right. Yeah, you know, everyone deserves a right to to basic things, and we already don't have it. And that was going into the pandemic. So there's more of a desperate need to make sure that we're providing it now. And we have to be really careful about what's going on. We've got huge numbers of people, particularly in my district, particularly in Sunset Park. We are already disadvantaged because we're living in subpar conditions because of the housing insecurities that we face. Um, we're close to a highway, so there's years and years of solution. Combine that with folks that are either working class people or undocumented, so they don't have um, they don't have access to medical care. They don't have um, paid sick leave. They're constantly being exposed, you know. And so these are our frontline workers, and we are seeing the way people have been getting hit in this community and the amount of the, the huge numbers of, of community members that we've lost as a result of this. And so it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me how we're able to open up certain streets to allow business patrons to continue but then there's so many people that are still hurting and suffering, and there's there seems to be no help at all. Right, and, and uh, in your campaign, you criticized the incumbent for being, you know, somewhat of a, a passive uh, presence in the in the community. And um, when when you arrive in this assembly next January, and even before then, now that you've won the election, how do you envision engaging and empowering? Uh, your constituents in, in, in your district? How, how would you do things differently? So one of the things that we 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 looked at this campaign was really about building a grassroots movement of the working class. The goal was to get me into office. Um, but we knew that that was going to be a, a hard task and there's a chance that we may not be able to get there. And so what we really wanted to do was really bring people in have them understand the individual power that they have and then bring them together and, and show them what we can do collectively. And so wanting to continue that organizing that I'm doing um, with the folks in this community, I've also through the years built a lot of relationships with elected officials. 
And so I have that as kind of like um, something to that I'm coming into. So I'm not coming in not knowing anybody. I've actually got gotten really good relationships with some elected officials. And it's also about continuing to build relationships with new people, building coalitions, plugging people in, building leadership development. I mean, I think that we have seen over the years how it's movements that really make long-lasting changes. Okay, and uh, I have time for one more question here, which just kind of building off of that is uh, uh, how do you envision yourself, and and it appears there's going to be maybe several other uh, Democratic Socialists uh, heading uh, to Albany uh, next year. Um, How do you envision uh, you and your group uh, being able to navigate the the power structure in Albany? I mean, you will be in a distinct minority. Um, I mean, for example, the – the Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty uh, funneled something like eighty thousand uh, dollars to your opponent to help uh, bolster his campaign. So, so clearly, yes, there's some did. powerful people that did not want you uh, to to win this race. So, how how will you, you know, engage engage with them once once you're there and 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 be able to have influence and impact? So, you know, something that I was taught very early on is you need to learn to get along with everyone. You don't have to agree with their policies and procedures and you don't have to be best friends, but you do have to find a way to kind of like work together. Um, I think thinking back, if you, if you, if you look at it through the DSA lens and, and look at the fact that we had one democratic socialist in Albany last year and we were able to get historic rent bonds, I mean, just to think about what we're able to achieve if there's actually five of us in there, um, but understanding also that there is this big um, shift that's happening and folks want to, uh, folks are starting to get more engaged because of the way that the government has been failing them. So this is a great, a huge opportunity for us to really use that to try and engage. But also, again, it's about building uh, new relationships and it's taken a really long time for us to get to where we're at, and the only way we were going to make real lasting changes is to make sure that we're electing people into office that have the same vision. That's not something that happens overnight. That's something that right. takes time. But you can certainly see that that's starting to happen, especially there was a huge movement when a bunch of Democrats decided to join the Independent Democratic, you know, the, the right, IDC. Right. And what an uproar it was. And it took a little bit of time, but people educated themselves, they organized, and they got those folks out and brought in new people in. And that I'm hopeful and I'm seeing through our organizing is just going to keep growing when people realize the power that they actually have to be able okay. to make those changes. Yeah, we'll have to leave it there. But uh, that's, a, that's a, a really hopeful vision. And, and we, again, congratulate you on your victory and, and look forward to hearing more from you in the, in the coming months and years. Thank you so much.